Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 530 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Jamie Dimon says, stop bashing MAGA supporters. Can we just be nice to each other, please? The evil overlords at the WEF in Davos have more plans to control us, but there's some pushback, which is good. And uh, it turns out that some teachers are losing their jobs because they're not complying with the transgender nonsense that's happening in schools. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. We have 30 minutes of nonstop talk for you. Straight ahead, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But let me switch over to, I usually keep Fox News on. I was on Fox News this morning. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Did I mention that? Drink. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was on Fox News this morning, America's Newsroom with Dana Perino. Eight and nine. And my buddy Jennifer Stefano. So while I was on there on Fox News this morning, uh, talking about Philadelphia's homeless problem, I got an alert on my phone that there's a code blue and that we have a winter weather emergency upon us. So I'm going to switch over to the local uh, Philadelphia news channel. I usually keep Fox News on, which I was on this morning, but I, I'm going to switch over to what's going on locally here. And as you can imagine, the top story is the weather. So we have um, a meteorologist who is on the roof talking about the impending cold. All right? So we're going to get snow tomorrow. Buckle up. I don't know. I saw this tweet on 6ABC. Why cold air outbreaks are still happening amid global warming. <laughs> it's an actual tweet. An actual story. In 6 ABC, why cold air outbreaks are still happening amid global warming. Warmer global temperatures are causing weather events to be more extreme. See, this is the nice thing about believing in climate change. You're never wrong. If it's like a really cold winter, you go climate change. If it's a winter with no snow, you go climate change. You get a big blizzard, climate change. See, you're never wrong. If the summer is super hot, climate change. If the summer isn't very hot, climate change. It just You're never wrong. You just, whatever it is, you blame climate, blame climate change. Where's that song that Opelka made for me? Blame climate change. Where is that? Blame the climate change. You know that one? I'm not familiar with yeah, the work, but I I, I'll, I'll look around. This is pre-you guys. That's why. 
Yeah. Or as I call it, the good old days. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, by the way, DeSantis, I was supposed to tell you. I forgot to tell you. You're coming to, uh, we're going to do the show live from CPAC. Oh, nice. And we're going to do the show live from the Democrat National Convention. Very nice. And the Republican National Convention this year. Very, very nice. I don't know if I was supposed to say that on the air or not, but I'm supposed to tell you. And <laughs> Thank you for it just sharing. just occurred to me to tell you, so. <laughs> yeah, no one has told me anything, so. Yeah, I was supposed to tell you, apparently, but I forgot. And Greg reminded me today. <laughs> and then, of course, I just blurted out on the air, so. I think I have your climate change song here. Oh, do you have it? I think. All right, let's hear it. Let's see it. This is it. This is it. Yes. Gotta blame it on something. Gotta blame it on something. Blame the climate change. We have a global emergency. Blame it on the cause. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. Green New Deal will do. Get rid of cows and airplanes too. change the future of the planet is at stake well done yeah so michael pelka so our buddy stunt brain made that for me years ago and it's it doesn't age i mean it's it's still as as apropos today as it was back then blame the cows right that tune is stuck in my head now i hope you're happy that's millie vanilli blame it on the rain oh is it mm-hmm. i didn't know that Millie Vanilli, Blame It on the Rain. And what was their other big hit? They, had two, they, they lip-synced everything, but what was the other big hit they had? It was, um, oh, I can't remember now. So you guys are too young for this. You missed the Millie Vanilli Girl, era. Girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. Thank you, Henry. Girl, you know it's <laughs> Yes, I can't, I can't sing, so I'm not going to try, but Girl, You Know It's True and Blame It on the Rain were their two big hits. They were two, it was, they were two hit wonders. As a one-hit wonder, they were a two-hit wonder. And it turned out, I think the big scandal with them was they, they lip-sank. It wasn't actually them singing or some, something. There was some scandal, but... Yeah, that's the only reason I know them is because, yeah, yeah it wasn't them singing. Uh, and I think the Grammys clawed back the awards that they won. I believe you're right on that point. And so then they just faded into oblivion. <laughs> like, what are they doing now? They could be producers of KYW for all I know. Like, I would... I, yeah, this is it. This is their other song, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. You feel this. Yeah, you do. You do. As you're getting ready for the storm. Got to get the milk, the bread, the eggs. Got to get all that. You rushing out to get the French Toast Industrial Complex do their bidding? This is a terrible song. I mean, this is really bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good. It sounds very 80s. I think it was 90s, though. Oh, that's not good, then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was 90s. Let's see. 1990 is when they yeah. won the Grammy for Best New Art. It was, um, it's all synthesized. Yeah, and the, just the bars they're throwing out. But this is not Girl You Know It's True, though. Yes, it is. Is it, really? Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they would dance together in tandem, remember that? <laughs> They dressed this. 
kind of similar. They would they would dance. They do this dance together. Remember that? I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> One of them is living in Amsterdam now. In case you're wondering what happened to them. Amsterdam. So he's putting he's drowning his fries in uh, mayonnaise. <laughs> Tell you they drown him in that stuff. Um. <clears throat> so speaking of frauds. I'm sure one day we'll find out that this was all lip synced. Taylor Swift. All right, you Swifties, bring it on. The Zeoli Army will defend me. Uh, Taylor Swift's carbon allowance. How not to feel guilty about private jet travel. Meet CO2 offsets. That's right. No one escapes the climate pile. Uh, we sort of. No one. Guys, es- <laughs> <laughs> that Millie Vanilli. Can I have somebody dub this monologue for me? <laughs> It'd be a lot easier. Try this again. <laughs> no, I'm so happy because I was on Fox News this morning. Whenever I'm on Fox Man. News, I get giddy for the whole day. And whenever Dana Perino texts me and says, and I quote, let me quote Dana right now, you're a crowd favorite, exclamation mark. Well, that's the second time you've mentioned that. So that's also <laughs> drink. I'm going to start counting those as well. I'm who who said like am I worse than Biden bringing up January sixth? It's that, that's interesting actually. We, we should, should do get, a comparison. Yeah, get like a random Biden speech and then compare. Uh, you know, see how many times he mentions it in the course of like a half hour, for example, and then yeah. see how many times you mention your Fox appearance. I think uh, per minute he blows Rich out of the water. You there. think so? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because I mean he's. His speech is whatever, half an hour tops. You're on here for four hours. He's got to get all those in. Right. He's got to talk about threats of democracy and January 6th and democracy and democracy. He's got to say that a billion times in 30 yeah. minutes. It probably depends on what hour of the show we pull for comparison, though, because Rich did mention it seven times in hour one, and uh, he's kind of slowed down since. Well, I'm about to pick up pace. <laughs> No, I, I forgot I was on there for a minute because I got all into the whole thing about the Ebola freezer. But then I looked up and there's Dana Perino on the five. And it just reminded me that I was on America's Newsroom this morning with Dana Perino this morning. Drink. <laughs> so, you know, it's little things that, that trigger you. You know what I mean? Little reminders of things sometimes. How my brain works anyway. Uh, so where was I going with this? Oh, yes. No one escapes the climate police these days. And that includes Taylor Swift. The pop star has been criticized recently for emitting CO2 on her frequent trips on a private jet to see Travis Kelsey play for the Kansas City Chiefs. But not to worry. A spokesperson for the entertainer says Ms. Swift has been buying carbon offsets. This is the best scam ever. I love this. I really do. I love this even more than now. Second, only to Davos. I mean, um, Dubai hosting the COP28 climate summit. Dubai, which is building more islands. They're building islands to do more drilling for oil. Hosted the COP28 summit. I love them for that. I do. I think it's fantastic. They're so all into oil drilling. And they're like, hey, you guys want to do a climate summit? We'll host you. No problem. Our napkins are recycled and we'll give you plastic straws that are made of paper. Um, Just don't look at us drilling as we build more islands to drill more into the ocean to get more oil. I love it. I love it. But anyway, I also love carbon offsets. This scam had to be invented by some, a a Jersey Italian had to come up with this or a South Philly Italian, don't you think? Yeah. Here's what you do. Are you spewing out a lot of carbon? No problem. Give me money. I'll buy, call it an offset, and I'll buy a tree. 
and then you can name it, and then you're good. You have no climate anymore. That, like, that's how the conversation went. <laughs> Something like that. It's like, oh, you're spewing a lot of carbon? No problem. So uh, here's what you do. You give me uh, $50,000, I'm going to plant a bunch of trees in Brazil. That's going to offset the emissions uh, from your uh, private jet or whatnot. I go, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, just give me the 50 grand and I'll plant the trees. That's basically what it is. I'm really, it, no, I'm not joking. That's really what it is. The, the, the offset, the megastar joins a growing concert of companies and countries that are allowing these climate indulgences to offset their CO2 emissions. These privately issued credits let them pretend to be reducing emissions even when they're not. While the credits have a, uh, have a notional financial value, their primary purpose is to deflect criticism. The credits are similar to commodities in that they can be traded. They're usually denominated in dollars or euros per metric ton. Last month, the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission proposed guidance for companies seeking to list carbon credit derivatives for trading. But unlike, say, oil, carbon allowances don't inherently possess an economic value. They are a political creation. That lets companies and countries and now celebrities virtue signal. If a manufacturer wants to claim it is reducing emissions, it can buy a credit rather than use less gas or coal power. Instead of flying commercial, Taylor Swift can buy credits to offset trips on her $40 million private aircraft. $40 million. Carbon offsets don't significantly reduce emissions, but they do promote the illusion that a net Zero world is possible. <laughs> I love this, man. I really do. What was the old saying? What was it P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute? Was that him who said that? <laughs> I think so. I think he said that. There's a sucker born every minute. We're going to get to net zero. Really? Yes. How? Well, when you fly on a private jet, you give me money called the carbon offset. I'm going to buy things with that. And that's going to equal it out so it's a net zero uh, emission. How does that work? I don't know. Just give me the money. It's, you look good. You tell your friends, I'm, I'm net zero. I'm net zero. That's all you have to say. You don't worry about it. Don't the pesky details. Green businesses in developing countries can generate credits for projects that um, reduce CO2 emissions theoretically. They can sell their credits to companies and countries that need to reduce their emissions to meet their climate goals. Third parties audit and validate these credits, though the market is fragmented and largely unregulated. Wall Street banks also buy and underwrite these credits as well as facilitate their trading. J.P. Morgan Chase last year agreed to invest more than $200 million to buy credits from businesses working on removing CO2 from the atmosphere. There's even more money to be made from carbon offsets to preserve trees, which might not be chopped down anyway. I love this. This is my favorite part of this. There's a, there's a timber company, okay, called Weyerhaeuser. Last month, they boasted it had struck a deal to sell nearly 32,000 carbon credits at a price of $29 a credit. Credits generated from not logging can be even more profitable than timber sales. So this is what you can do. You, and this is no, I'm not joking about this. You go like this. You go, yeah, yeah, Miss Swift, uh, 
How much uh, CO2 are you spewing on that uh, private jet of yours? Uh, what is it, like 40 trillion tons or whatever? Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to cut down those trees over there in the Adirondacks. Really? Yeah. So that now you're net zero. You don't even have to plant the trees. You just say you're not going to cut them down. I love I, that. Is the be, that is the best scam ever. Forget having to plant trees. That's pesky. I mean, they don't really do it. They fake it, but that's even a whole other thing. This one, you just turn around and go, I'll tell you what. See that forest over there? Yeah, we were going to log it. But uh, I called my brother and uh, I gave him your carbon offset money. And so now he's not going to cut down those trees. So you're good. You're net zero. Fly away, Miss Swift. Fly away. And you and Travis can have your net zero house because you know that house is going to be net zero, right? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's future house together, which is going to be where? Upper Darby? Is that right? Yeah, sure. Uh, There's even more money to be made from this. It's great. For example, there's a country called Guyana. They are generating millions of carbon offsets for preserving rainforest that is unlikely to be cleared anyway because it lacks rich soil for agricultural production. The South American country in 2022 sold 37.5 million carbon offsets to the Hess Corporation for at least 750 million. And it's now trying to sell credits to countries seeking to meet their Paris climate pledges. So they turn around and they go, all right, see this rainforest that we were not going to cut down anyway? Well, we won't cut it down if you pay us money to not cut it down, which we weren't going to do anyway. And then all the people can virtue signal and say, we're net zero. This is the best. I'm telling you, the mafia came up with this. They had to. They had to have come up with this. Michael, I don't have your brain for big deals, but uh, I mean, this is brilliant. Brilliant. Taylor Swift is a brilliant entertainer and businesswoman, and her private jet flights are nothing to feel guilty about. She might take her own advice and shake off the climate criticism without the offset illusions. But of course she won't because she wants the virtue signal. And that's the thing. And that's what they do. It's about virtue signaling so that they can say net zero. And it's brilliant. And it is so, it makes me so happy that these people have thought of this. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And speaking of um, virtue signaling hypocrites, here's John Kerry's daughter. Speaking at the World Economic Forum's annual Davos Summit, John Kerry's daughter, Vanessa, attempted to paint the climate crisis as a health crisis, going on to express concern that the UN Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development Goals are losing progress. Cut 12. Urgent, actually, than the intersection of climate change and health. And I apologize that my back is to some folks. Um, The climate crisis is a health crisis, fundamentally. And that actually means it is a crisis, therefore, also of our stability, our security, our economic growth, and our fundamental future as a globe. When we think about it, health is fundamental to everything that we are trying to do. The country, like Zambia, is now shutting down its schools because of a cholera outbreak that is from increased rainfall. In, mal- in malaria is spreading in areas where it's been eradicated or removed in many of these countries. We are losing progress against our sustainable development goals. We have put billions of dollars towards those goals, and we're truly losing progress. We're now about to see the statistics of the deaths that we're seeing by 2050 is more than double what the statistics used to be. This is not a future problem, though. We always talk in future numbers. This is a problem happening here and now today. 2023 was an apocalyptic year in terms of extreme weather events and what we've seen happen. 
that is about to get worse. We are on a target now for 2.4 degrees Celsius. Optimistically, if we come out of COP and we hold it, we could stay a little bit lower. But we're really at a a crisis, and it's going to come down to two things. We have to phase out fossil fuels, because this is a crisis of burning fossil fuels, and we have to mobilize more money, not only to the mitigation, but to the adaptation and the resilience so that we can offset what is happening and protect communities. Got it. So how did she get there? (laughs) She probably flew on a private jet, but then she bought carbon offsets. So it's a net zero thing. Got it? Good. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, There's breaking news regarding the budget that just happened in D.C. So apparently now the um, a deal has been struck to keep the government open. Let me share with you what the House Freedom Caucus has said regarding this. It just came out today. Today, the House Freedom Caucus released the following official position urging Republicans to uphold commitment to end inflationary spending and secure the border. All conservatives should oppose the Johnson-Schumer continuing resolution. Today, the House Freedom Caucus released the following official position. They oppose strongly the short-term continuing resolution extending government funding to March to facilitate the passage of the Johnson-Schumer Agreements appropriation bills. Americans did not give Republicans a majority in the House to continue Nancy Pelosi's inflationary spending and Joe Biden's failed policies. Unfortunately, that's precisely what has been proposed in order to buy time. Incredibly, to pass full-year appropriations that increase Pelosi's spending level and likely preserve Biden's policies. This is not what we promised the American people. Instead, Speaker Mike Johnson should walk away from this agreement with Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and pass an appropriations package that meaningfully reduces spending year over year and secures our southern border. That is what winning looks like. What's that? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to quote, that's what winning looks like from Rocky. No. I assume that's what you were going to do. No, it's not. What that's what winning about. looks like <laughs> from, was that Rocky five? Uh, I don't know off the top oh, of my head. Come on. That speech that Sylvester Stallone gives in that is the best. That, come on. They played at the Phillies games. That's what winning looks like. Pull it up. Come on. Come on. As I do, the big story brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com. The big story of the day today is that I was on Fox News this morning with Dana Perino on America's Newsroom. And that's why I'm wearing a jacket today. It's also that's why 12. I'm in studio. What's that? Sorry, just saying that's 12 in case anyone's keeping count at home. For the Zioli Show drinking game, home edition. Uh, so Dr. Mike Venaria, my, everyone saw my smile today on Fox News because Dr. Mike Venaria is my dentist. And thanks, Doc, for sponsoring this. Yeah, this is a speech in Rocky. I love this. Because you know what? They use that in the House Freedom Caucus. That's what winning looks like. Go ahead. You ain't going to believe this. I love this speech. Well, you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. 
And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, That's how winning is done. All right, so I didn't have it exactly right, but I paraphrased. <laughs> You're close. I was close. That's how winning is done. Come on, I had chills. Chills listening to that. <laughs> that is such a great monologue by Sylvester Stallone. Rocky Best Bal- he's ever given. Rocky Balboa, by the way. Oh, that's Rocky Balboa. Okay. Yeah. Rocky Five, though, is great because they have a street fight in Kensington. You remember that? <laughs> that's the worst movie I've ever it's seen. Aw- it's awful, but but the, st- <laughs> but the street fight at the end in Kensington is the best part of that movie. You remember that? Yeah, he punches the Don King Punches the Don King guy in the face. He goes, I got nothing. Meg goes, so sue me, I got nothing. Remember that? And then uh, they have a street fight in Kensington. Who's the guy that he fights in that? Tommy Gunn, I think. Tommy Gunn. And that's when Rocky (laughs) officially jumped the shark, jumped the open-air drug markets of Kensington, which, by the way, I talked about this morning on Fox News. Um, No joke, I did. I talked about the open-air drug markets in Kensington. But, um, so they have a street fight there under the L. Remember that? Yes. And uh, that movie is awful. And then they said, we got to just, push. and then Rocky Balboa came out, which was great. <laughs> and so we all pretend, everybody pretends like Rocky Five doesn't count. I believe they say it's not canon, as it's called. It doesn't follow the official line. Everybody pretends it just doesn't exist. Like Terminator 3, which is actually a great movie, is not canon. It doesn't follow the storyline. They're allowed to do that sometimes. Like, if we have a bad show, we just like, pretend like it never happened, you know? <laughs> but uh, um, but Rocky V was terrible, and the and then Rocky Balboa was very heartwarming. Remember, Adrian had died. He had, he had the restaurant in South Philly, which is still, which is, it's an actual restaurant, you know? You can go eat there. Did you like, I'm what? sorry, I was going to say, did you like the Creed movies? I thought they were very good. I always saw the first one. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're all excellent. I, I I think there's three of them now. Yeah, there there are three creeds, and I'm sure we'll get another Rocky at any moment now. <laughs> it's interesting because like every single boxer that has a role in those films ends up stinking as soon as they appear in the film. Is that what happens? Yeah, because uh, Tommy Gunn was played by Tommy Morrison, and I don't think he ended up doing anything as a heavyweight. And then in Rocky Balboa, it was Antonio Tarver, if I remember correctly, and his career basically went right down the toilet after that film came out. So Adrian's Restaurant was the name of the restaurant in the movie. It's the Victor Cafe uh, in South Philly. Is the actual restaurant that they used for that movie. Why'd they kill her off in the film? Did she just not want to participate in it? I mean, prob- I, I don't know. She's a Coppola, you know. It's a uh, Francis Ford Coppola's sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, Terry, I, uh, what's her name? Terry, oh gosh. Talia Shire. Talia Shiver, right? Shire. Shire. I can't even think of anything else she's in. Other than The Godfather, Well, she's obviously. in The Godfather yeah. movies. But that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, she was in Rocky. She's in the Godfather movies. I got an IMDb here. But anyway, that's how winning is done. That's how winning is done. Well, that's what the conservatives are saying today. I love their, I mean, they're channeling Rocky for this.
That is what winning looks like, is what they said. Speaker Mike Johnson should walk away from his agreement with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and pass an appropriations package that meaningfully reduces spending year over year and secures our southern border. That is what winning looks like. Seven months ago, over the opposition of many conservatives, Congress raised the debt limit by roughly $4 trillion. January 2025, and in exchange, established modest spending caps. The recent Johnson-Schumer top-line agreement uses those side deals to spend past the caps by a whopping $69 billion for an unprecedented total of $1.659 trillion without securing a single commitment on Republican policy priorities. This doesn't preserve the status quo. It makes it worse. That was said by the House Freedom Caucus just moments ago after this spending deal was announced. And this is the problem, right? Because um, <clears throat> we wind up losing and they get everything they want. Here's Speaker Mike Johnson, for example, talking about Ukraine, which every Republican primary voter at this point has had it with this. Uh, cut number six. If Ukraine is really the positively, absolutely has to be a priority, which I'm certainly not for, but if, if, if the desperate to get money to Ukraine, again, the American people aren't for that. I think it's only 41% in our Fox voter analysis poll in, U, in, in Iowa say they want to give more money to, to Ukraine. But if you guys all want to do that, do a Ukraine bill standalone. Why tie that to our border? Well, Ukraine is leveraged to get border, but to your point, they may indeed be broken up. We'll see how it all develops. Again, the devil's going to be in the details on all these these uh, proposals. But what's happening in Ukraine is is not acceptable. The status quo is not acceptable. We've sent billions of dollars over there without any clear articulation of the strategy. And I've been telling the White House this as well. What is the strategy? What's the end game? How do we have accountability? But why would we give them any more dollars money, of taxpayers? Yeah, that's why give the them more question. money? They're, they've failed. Talk about failing. That's not failing upward. They're just failing yeah well i'll tell you the reason why <clears throat> laura the reason why is because there are a lot of republicans who support giving money to ukraine uh people like mitch mcconnell and this is their cover to do it this is their cover and they're not going to get anything significant done senator jd vance of ohio is exactly right on this point when he said this to laura ingram last night he's 100 percent correct this is all a scam cut number eight well i think the speaker first of all is right that we haven't seen the details of the actual proposal they released them on friday night and then they're voted on on monday night we exactly (laughs) we know what's going to be in this thing and we know that it will lack two critical provisions first of all does nothing on parole laura barack obama paroled five thousand illegal aliens a year joe biden is paroling close to a million per year the proposal does nothing on parole. Second, it really does nothing on fixing the asylum process in our country. So you combine these two things, you're not actually addressing the border crisis. And importantly, and you saw Speaker Johnson address this, and I appreciate him for doing so, this is fundamentally about getting money for Ukraine. This is a border fig leaf so that we can send another $61 billion for Ukraine. And I just think it's such a catastrophic abdication of leadership for Republicans at the height of a significant border crisis, when the American people are with us on the need to secure the border, to pretend that we're securing the border with the one hand so we can give $61 billion to Zelensky with the other. It's It's atrocious. Exactly right, Senator. Exactly right. All right, 855-839-1210. Listen, if you want to look and feel great in 2024, I recommend you book an appointment with my friend and my dentist, Dr. Mike Venaria at Venaria Dental. He's the best. See, you thought I was probably going to tell you about a health club or drink more water or something like that. No, 
Nothing makes you look and feel better about your appearance than having that million-dollar smile. I've been telling you about Dr. Mike Venaria for years. My entire family goes to Dr. Venaria. It's the level of care and commitment to dental excellence that Dr. Mike and his staff delivers to every patient is unmatched. He's been delivering results that surpass expectations, and that has made him a top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. He has one of the most respected reputations among his peers as a master of dental implants. So if you've been on the fence about getting that dental procedure done, reach out to Dr. Mike today. You have a choice, a clear choice for you and your family. Give Dr. Venaria a call. I promise you won't be disappointed. With two locations to serve you in Cinnaminson and Woodbury, schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020. 856-786-2020 or visit venariadental.com v-a-n-a-r-i-a venariadental.com remember he's my dentist he's my friend and he is the master of dental implants dr mike venaria venariadental.com worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. So uh, Robert Nicolo on Twitter said... um, Say, Rich, great job on Fox News, but please stop mentioning it on the radio. I'm driving, and when I get home, I have to do seven shots. You're killing me. Love the show. Uh, it's up to like 15 shots now. That's 13. That's 13 shots. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. I just tweeted out the actual link to the segment. That's going to count as 14. <laughs> Drink. Drink. And Tony Bruno, who I love. I love I love me some Tony Bruno. Uh, he, he's funny. He said... Uh, Like, where is it now? I can't find it. I just have the tweet. Where is it? He said, um, I will tell my grandkids that I never met, but always loved me some Rich Dioli. But I feel like Tony Bruno and I have met, or at least if not, he's my spirit animal for sure. No question (laughs) about it. But, you know, he's now the uh, property of Kale and Company, so I I can't have him. Yeah, we're not, he's not allowed to be on the show. No, he's... A Bruno ban. It's not imposed by us. No, we'd get yelled at. Love to have Tony Bruno on the show. He's excellent. I love Tony Bruno. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. He's one of the, he's one of the best uh, personalities out there. He's one of those guys that can talk about anything. So uh, there is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. That's Tony Bruno right there. <laughs> he sounds like Goldfinger. It does sound a lot like that's Goldfinger, weird, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
so at the WEF in Davos, where all of the uh, evil Bond villains gathered to tell us how to live our life, Kevin Roberts, the um, the the head of the Heritage Foundation. You know, we I, I, we're very fond of the Heritage Foundation. This show in particular, I think we do a, an excellent job. Matt DeSantis does a great job of reaching out to them for experts. And every time we have one of their experts on, I'm always blown away by how knowledgeable these people are. Uh, we had we had two on yesterday, and of course our buddy Dr. Victoria Coates. So I, I think the Heritage Foundation does great work. They really do. E.J. and Tony is also E.J. and Tony. Yes, of course. He's a Heritage Foundation economist. Uh, and they have the roadmap to, I think, smash the administrative state with their Vision 2025 plan that they're looking to do for the transition. So when the president of uh, the World Economic Forum, I'm sorry, the president of the Heritage Foundation went to the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and uh, gave them some truth. Uh, take a listen. Or not. Was that not enough of a, uh, sorry, of a lead into what I was going to go to? The whole computer just froze up. Hang on. Uh, that's okay. Oh. My, uh, my lawyer, Tom Skopinich, the official uh, lawyer of the Zioli Show, said uh, he, he liked the fact that on Fox News this morning, I corrected Dana Perino and said, please stop calling them homeless. It's the unhoused. That's 15, I guess, now. Uh, by the way, it looks like it's going to work if you want to go to the cut. <laughs> and then he wants to know, how am I that tan in the winter? Because of the friggin' makeup, that's why. I think every time you, t- you, should, you say that you said that joke, I think everyone should have to finish their drink. <laughs> Not a bad idea, actually. Can we put that on Instagram? Can we put the, uh, the video of that on Instagram? Yeah, just send it to me. All right, I'll send it to you right now. Um, all right. Did the system crash, Santa? Is that what you're telling me right it now? It looks like it's working now. Let's see. It's laughable that you would, or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally, standing up for it. It's 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 equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos, and and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm a step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I mentioned earlier. But the the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating 
than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. It's an excellent point. I think everything you said there was spot on 100%. So let's do that. Let's play the next clip then, which is uh, the Argentinian president, Javier Mele, in Davos. He said a lot of things. His speech was riveting. It was fantastic. But this particular point here about collectivist experiments, never the solution to the problems that affect the citizens of the world. This is something that I tell my friends all the time. Not everything has a, not every problem has a solution. That's number one. Not every problem has a solution. But number two is that if you, if you believe that every single problem has a solution, the government will be happy to provide that quote unquote solution to you. I'll give you a great example of this, right? So with climate change right now, they are sitting there at Davos, the, the most the richest, most elite people in the world are actually discussing how developing nations in the world should not be able to use natural gas. And that they have an obligation to ensure that these developing nations don't have the ability to use natural gas and oil to bring their quality of life up to the quality of life that they're all enjoying in Davos. And the reason for that is because they've decided that the problem is climate change. So the solution is to then go after natural gas and oil. Of course, every solution, and I'm using air quotes for that, has an unintended consequence. In the case, of course, of telling developing nations you can't use natural gas and oil, that means that they can't refrigerate their food. They can't have life-saving um, medicines. They, they can't, they, they, there's lots of things. The quality of life they, that we have, they can't have. So you see, every time the government comes along, with an experiment as an idea to say this is a solution to the problem, whatever that problem du jour is. It's a pandemic, it's climate change, it's, um, you know, red dye number six, whatever it is, processed foods, whatever, whatever it is. Whenever the government comes along and says we have the solution for it, run. Here's President Javier Mele. Take a listen. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. 
Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is in danger because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us, Argentines, to testify to these two points. That's exactly correct. Collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that affect the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Collectivist experiments, really what he's talking about, Marxism, whatever you want to talk about, but in really in the, in the immediate, it's this idea that the, 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 this cabal of Bond villains, they decide what science is. And, you know, the point that, that Kevin Roberts made from the Heritage Foundation, which is an excellent point, is, listen, you want to talk about science? Fine. Then, it, then say that boys are boys and girls are girls. Men have, men have penises and women's, women don't. And then say that. And, be, and don't be afraid of that point because that's actually science. When you start lying to us about science, this is part of the reason why we can't trust you anymore. Because you openly lie about science. You openly lie about the truth. And at the very same time, we're supposed to turn all this over to these people. So here is the World Health Director General, the WHO General, WHO, the World Health Organization, that's WHO, Director General Tedros Adnam Gerabergerisaris. I may not be pronouncing that correctly. I may not have nailed that pronunciation. (laughs) It's possible I might have gotten that wrong. Uh, At the WEF today in Switzerland. Calling for the world to adopt the pandemic agreement to deal with disease X. And what is disease X, you ask? It's whatever they decided to be. Cut number 11. In order to have better prepared and to address the disease X is the pandemic agreement. Mm. The pandemic agreement can bring all the experience, all the challenges that we have faced, and all the solutions into one. And that agreement can help us to prepare for the future in in a better way because this is about a common enemy and without a shared response starting from the preparedness it, you know we will face the same problem as 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 covid and deadline for the pandemic agreement is may 2024 and member states are negotiating this is between countries um, and i hope they will deliver uh, this pandemic agreement by that time, by on the deadline, because if this generation cannot do it, we're the lived community. We have the first-hand experience. I don't think the coming generation, the next generation, will do it. So, for our children and grandchildren's sake, I think we have to convert all the lessons we have learned into this pandemic and prepare the world for 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 the future, because this is a common global interest and national interest very narrow national interest should not come into into the way of course national interest is natural but it's the narrow national interest that could be difficult and 
affecting the negotiations even as, 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 as we speak. Let me explain to you so, what that means. Put away your national sovereignty and you get on board with the global cabal of elites who will decide how to run the show for you if disease X ever happens. Put away your national interests, your national sovereignty, your pesky reasons for wanting individual liberty and all those things. And let us decide and let us run the show because we're in charge. And there's more on this, by the way. In our fourth and final hour, I got a lot more. Uh, but some breaking news. Uh, former President Trump urges the Supreme Court to put a swift and decisive end to the 14th Amendment challenges before the court. Also, two, the budget battle. Now Republicans appear to have surrendered once again. We'll talk about that as well. But listen, this new year, it's time to finally lose that weight, the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as effective as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that gets your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Just call 855-5-NJ-DIET, 855-5-NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 